When we started out in Fiji, I wasn't as adapted to like uh, pulling up to a break and surfing it. You have to be able to like pull up to a break, adapt to it. You don't get to surf it sometimes like four or five times. You have to get it the first time or else you might not be able to come back. When we first roll in, the kids are so excited to see us. So they call Yachty's uh, Palongis. So they're like, Palongis, Palongis. And it's kind of cool because you go in and they're like so excited to see somebody else other than everybody else in their village. So when you're rolling on their dinghy, they'll help you um, pull the... That's Malia and Isla Cooper sharing their experiences of life in the Fijian waters. More from these stoked groms living on a sailboat in the South Pacific with their parents today on this Ocean Life podcast. Growing up in my hometown of Santa Cruz, California, the Cooper sisters, nine-year-old Isla and 12-year-old Malia, left it all behind with their parents for life at sea. Since January of 2019, the entire family has been living in the South Pacific aboard sailing vessel Renegade, where the girls have transformed personally, spiritually, and athletically. With daily life of surfing, diving, fishing, and sailing, both Malia and Isla have chosen unique paths in the ocean, developing strength and confidence extremely unique for their age, from surfing hollow waves to diving with sharks. With frequent visits to the outer Fijian Islands, the girls have developed strong understanding and respect for the customs of tribal culture and have made friends with villagers, attended local schools, and developed their own strong sense of self-confidence. I caught up with Malia and Isla as they were winding down their stay on the North Island of New Zealand. Today, um... Well, we were getting ready for this. Um, my parents had to, the fridge guy came to fix the fridge. So uh, me and my sister went to town and hung out in the park and went to the store and stuff. Nice, nice. And so you're in a, a little spot, like a little, what is it, an island or just a, a part, a main, uh, an area in the main island of New, of New Zealand, the South Island? Uh, it's the North Island, yeah. Um, we're in North a little island. place called Fidionga. It's got a nice town. Um, we're in a little bay, but we're hoping to go back out to the island soon because it's so much better out there. Uh, but we need to, um, yeah. our fridge was on the fritz, so we had to get it fixed. Nice, nice. So your dad fixes a lot of stuff, but the fridge was a special specialty item that had to have a pro come in to fix, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the alternator nice. was broken or something. Yeah. How about you? Are you fixing stuff on the boat too? Not really. I fix like occasionally a headlamp or something. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I saw you a picture of you fixing the art art on the bottom of your longboard too. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really great. We were on passage and we were all kind of bored and I've been wanting to do that for a while. So we just got the board out and some sharpies and fixed up the art. It was really fun. Nice. So what what is the art? What'd you draw on there? Oh, so it had a sailboat, but on the flag it said like east side. So we changed it to renegade because why not? Nice. Cool. Is there like a big picture too, like a, a drawing of something? Yeah, there's a big sailboat and there's like a shark um, and the ocean. It's, it's really pretty. Rad. Very cool. It's something good to do while you're passing those hours doing a passage, huh? Yeah. It's, we always get super bored on passage. Yeah. So what do you usually do when you guys are just making a long passage cruising and there's no chores to do, no homework to do? You're not stops. You can't jump in the water. You're moving. Like, What do you usually do when you do those? Well, usually we, um, we play music, we play cards, we'll watch a movie or read a book sometimes if it's a really long passage. But normally we just hang out outside and talk or, yeah, it's, we find little things to do to kill the boredom. 
Yeah, I bet. And then every now and then, there's probably some pretty rad animals that come up next to the boat. Yeah, on the passage over here in New Zealand, we saw some whales, and some, occasionally we get dolphins on the bow. It's really, there's a lot of cool wildlife. Oh, man. Yeah, that's totally cool. Very, very cool. So so surfing, we're talking, you're fixing up some art on your board, and I've been chatting with your mom and just watching you guys on Instagram, seeing these pictures of you ripping waves on your longboard <laughs> all over, for everywhere from Fiji to New Zealand. I mean, how's that been, just surfing? Have been, has it been fun for you? Like, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, when we started out in Fiji, I wasn't as adapted to, like, uh, pulling up to a break and surfing it. But uh, you have to be able to, like, pull up to a break, adapt to it. You don't get to surf it sometimes, like, four or five times. You have to get it the first time or else you might not be able to come back. So that's a skill that's um, hard to learn. Mm. But uh, eventually, yeah, I was able to adapt to the waves. Um, in Fiji, there was a lot of great breaks. But in New Zealand, um, we found a few. But we, have, we bought a car, so a lot of them are, like, a long drive away, like Raglan or Gisborne. So um, we haven't surfed quite as much here. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So so how are the waves, so growing up in Santa Cruz, you're used to the waves here, right? Uh, and then how do they, so talk, talk about first, how the waves in New Zealand so far, uh, would you say, compared to the waves that you're used to in, in Santa Cruz? Well, in New Zealand, there's a lot of sandbars. Um, I guess in Santa Cruz, there's some sandbars, but there's also like Pleasure Point and the lane are both rocky reef breaks. Uh, so that's been kind of similar um, wave size. Uh, the um, here in New Zealand, there's a lot. There's a lot of variation. Some of the breaks are smaller, but some of them are bigger. It's kind of similar to Santa Cruz in that way. Um, the speed of the waves uh, in New Zealand, uh, most of them are slower and kind of mushy, but in Santa Cruz, they're a little bit faster. Got it. Got it. Now. How about Fiji, the waves in Fiji compared to Santa Cruz? That sounds like it'd be very different, not just the waves, but also the water. Yeah, for sure. The water's a lot clearer and also a lot warmer. Um, the waves are usually reef breaks. I don't think we found a single sandbar in Fiji. So that was pretty good to learn how to surf reef breaks a little bit better. Yeah, so how is that? Because like, I've never been to Fiji but I hear it's, you know, a lot of the times the reefs are shallow. They're kind of coral, yeah. jagged. Uh, the waves are fast. And so how was it for you who was, you know, kind of used to before you've been out there, like, you know, cows here, kind of a long, slowish wave. And all of a sudden you're in these like fast, steep, hollow waves. I mean, how, how has that been for you? Oh, it's been a little bit hard to adapt to because, yeah, like you said, in Santa Cruz, the waves are a lot um, like slower and mushier. But then in Fiji, it's so fast and hollow, and the reefs are always super shallow. A few times we get cut up on the reefs, and um, yeah, it's not the best then. But uh, uh, oh, and also in Fiji, like you have to anchor the boat, but then you have to take a dinghy ride all the way over to the waves. So yeah, it's not as great. Yeah, that's cool. Like a taxi ride, didn't drop yeah, off. Yeah, like kind your mom of. And dad dropping you off at Cal's almost, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. the dinghy. <laughs> so. After surfing uh, a bunch of different places and waves in Fiji, a bunch of different waves and places in New Zealand, do you have one favorite break that really stands out in your mind? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, here in New Zealand, I like Raglan, but then in Fiji, yeah. I think swimming pools is probably my favorite. I don't know if I'd be able to choose between them. They're so different waves. Really? So talk about each one of those. What, what about those waves did you like? Well, in swimming pools, you anchor at the Nemochu anchorage, and there's like three different waves. Uh, there's Nemochu, Tavaroa, and swimming pools. There's also, like, Wilkes Pass and restaurants, but I didn't surf those. Um, 
and cloud breaks pretty close there too. But swimming pools, it's just um, I always rode my longboard there because I like my longboard. It's my favorite board. But um, yeah, the wave at swimming pools is it's uh, it's usually pretty fast and a little steep, but it's so fun once you can get into them. And then Raglan, it's uh usually a big big spot, but uh, when we surfed it, it was a little bit smaller than usual and it was mushy. And again, I took my longboard out, and it was really, really, really fun. Nice. You got a bunch of good waves. I think. I think your mom. You might have. I might have seen a few pictures of you. Maybe it was Ragland. There's some wave you were just surfing recently and looked pretty like sizable, like kind of shoulder head high, and looked like you were just kind of handling it really well. Yeah, that was probably this uh, wave in Great Barrier. I don't remember what it was called, but it was this. Uh, like almost, it was almost like a point break, but it wasn't really. Like it was a little bit shorter than the usual point break. Uh, it was off this uh, sandbar. Um, you had to walk like a half mile over this like muddy, sandy flat, sand flat to get there. But then once you got there, it was totally worth it. The waves are really fun. Ah, oh, that's so cool. So how about your board? I mean, is this the board that you brought out with you uh, from Santa Cruz? Yeah, it's a Ward Coffee 80 longboard. It's um, it's uh, it rides like a dream. It's like it, you can cut any line you want on the waves. It's so epic. Really? So if you look at yourself or feel or think about the first session you had when you guys were out there, uh, I mean, it's over a year ago now till today, right? The, so many sessions in between. How has your surfing improved or changed, would you say? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten so much better. Like in the beginning, I had a hard time, like I said, adapting to the waves. But then once I surfed more new breaks, I figured out like, you just have to get out there, and I usually watch my dad catch a few waves first, and then I'd paddle over to where he was and try to catch one. And then once you get your first ride, it's still just like so much easier after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. So how about your folks? I mean, have you seen your mom or your dad just get a really good wave or maybe a super clean, yeah. crystal clear barrel or something? Yeah. Occasionally, like when, if, I'm, if I'm tired, I'll go sit on the dinghy for a little bit before I go back out. Um, I'll watch my family surf. Like my sister gets some pretty great rides. I've watched my dad get some pretty great rides and my mom's really good too. Yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. It's a total family session. That's sweet. Yeah. Other than surfing, you're in the water a ton. I mean, cause you're living on a boat and you guys love the ocean so much. You're doing so many things. Now again, let's talk. So fishing's another one. Uh, I saw yeah. you have some pictures in Fiji. You got a pretty nice mahi mahi. Uh, again, talk about that, the, the cool fish you've caught and which ones yeah. are kind of your favorite fish. Yeah, so we've done, every time the boat's moving, we're fishing. We always have one or two lines out the back. Um, the mahi you, you were talking about, me and my mom got a double hookup, and we both raced to the lines. We both we were the ones who got there first. So um, I got the pull, and it was all I could do to keep, to keep reeling. It was, the fish was fighting so hard. It kept diving. We saw it jump out of the water a few times. It was just like a medium-sized mahi. Uh, my favorite fish is probably, probably a mahi. Yeah, is they favorite because the colors, the taste, or a little yeah. bit of everything. A little bit of everything. They're really, they're really, really beautiful fish. Yeah, super beautiful, totally. And then so also underwater, like you're diving and you're you're got a spear gun, you're starting yeah. to hunt some fish too. I mean, talk about that. How how is that? How fun is that for you? Holding your breath and just trying to chase down a fish. Yeah, well, I first learned how to spearfish when I was, like, seven or so in the Bahamas. Um, but then I had to completely relearn when I came here because I hadn't dove for years and years. So we came here, and I, we all had gear already from, like, um, we had gone to the BVIs a few years earlier. 
and done a lot of snorkeling there. So um, we all had all our gear and we came out to the to Fiji and we started just snorkeling. But then my dad urged me to take out a spear pole, a pole spear. So yeah, that's what I've been using. Um, the reef fish in Fiji are harder to get because they're adapted to be um, quick and agile. So I didn't catch as much there. But then as soon as we got to New Zealand, I got a nice little grouper. Really? How'd that feel? Yeah. It felt good because I hadn't caught a fish for a while. Yeah, that's cool. And so how about just like holding your breath going down? I mean, it, how was that for you? Is it just super fun? Is it scary at times? Like just the the, the breath hold part? Uh, the breath holding, yeah. Um, we've had to do a lot of practice to get to where we are now because like we dive all the time. Um, so usually, uh, usually I have a little bit of trouble like equalizing so I can actually get down. Mm. But um, yeah, it's really fun. I love being able to breath hold and actually dive for a while. Yeah, oh, it's so cool. And then do you feel like you're uh, able, the more you do it, you're able to hold your breath longer, kind of, you know, a little bit every time getting better? Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember when we started, I could only go down for like uh, maybe a minute, like half, a, like 30 seconds. And now I'm more, I'm now I'm more up to a minute mark. It's pretty pretty rad to be able to dive like that like I can see way more than I can yeah yeah that's totally cool yeah it's interesting because once you get down there and you can hold your breath for a bit you can settle down and then the fish once you kind of settle they kind of settle down and then all of a sudden they kind of start to appear around you so you also you're starting to scuba dive too I mean what's the how does that kind of compare would you say to free diving for you um you know, being under the water for longer because you're on a tank, you know, and it's for, you know, a lot longer. Yeah, well, scuba diving, I feel like I always see more fish when I'm scuba diving because I guess they're just not mm. as scared of you if you if you have a pool, pool spear or, like, you're at the surface. So uh, when you're scuba diving, I usually see a lot more fish. And I like scuba diving better because you can see more, you know, because you're down there for longer and you can get yeah. down deeper usually. It's um, it's really great. I love uh, both of yeah, yeah, totally cool. So, like, what is there like a certain die a spot you've dove on scuba that is like your favorite that you've been at so far? Yeah, um, one of the first ones I dove. It's a place called Pinnacles in Fiji. Um, it's just this pinnacle that comes up to a depth of about, of about thirteen feet from like a depth of about fifty feet. Oh, so, cool. yeah. So on the top of it, there's this anemone bed, but and there's all these clownfish, and you, they'll like nibble your fingers if you stick them out. It's really cute. And then you get down wow. deeper, and there's bigger fish and, like, more corals. Um, there was a stonefish at the top. He's just a resident. He, he lives there. But, um, yeah, he was, he was pretty scary, though, because those things are venomous. Wow, totally. And so and they also look like little stones because they look yeah. like rocks. But you, yeah. you were able to kind of detect him and see him? Yeah, we were with the dive guy because it was one of my first dives. I was getting certified. So he pointed them out to us. Wow, how cool. So – what other animals, I mean, you're, you're in the water so much, you're free diving, you're snorkeling on the top sometimes and you're scuba. So you're just constantly, you have a mask on your scene yeah. so much. I mean, in, in areas, you know, there's, there's, you know, reef sharks and stuff. So what kind of sharks have you ran into so far? Oh, so, um, also in Fiji and this place called Falonga, there were these two pelagic gray sharks that actually, well, I bet they were just coming to check us out, but I got really scared because they were coming straight at us. Oh, and cool. then, and then also in the, in the past there, it's, uh, in the past, but um, there were so many uh, black tip reef sharks there. It was really neat. Oh, wow. And so you're in the water with those guys swimming around. Yeah. So once you kind of, 
you, you, you first see a shark or those two sharks and then you're like, oh, a little bit freaked because, you know, you don't see a lot of them or you haven't encountered so many. And but then you, did you kind of realize that they're not there to be like <laughs> chasing you down and biting you? They're just there yeah. looking around and, and are curious. And so, yeah, so then they're just like kind of like another fish. I mean, so then were you more comfortable in the water being around them? Yeah, totally. Like you just get over that fear eventually. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so, so cool. So then how about life like topside? So day to day, it's, you know, you and your sister and your parents living on the sailboat. And, you know, it's, you kind of have this really cool balance of you get in the water, do some fun stuff. You guys are, you know, doing your schooling. So there's that. There's just normal chores and stuff, right? Keeping the boat ship shape. Yeah. There's cooking, cleaning, laundry and everything. And so... What are your kind of main duties that uh, you have on the boat? Well, my main things, I do the dishes at nighttime. It's my job to try to keep my cabin clean and I wash everyone's laundry. And then occasionally nice. I'll take a watch when my parents want to go get something to eat or take a, re- a rest or something. Cool. So how is that, the watch? I mean, like, is that, um, is that just kind of scary? Is it easy? Like, what would you say? How would you talk it's, about describe Usually it? it's not that bad. We usually um, sail with autopilot on. So, like, all I have to do is make sure the autopilot doesn't turn off and the boat will go off course. Or, like, it's my job to a site for ships that might be in front of us that we might need to avoid. Or land or, like, big logs in the water that we don't want to hit. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And so after being, I mean, sailing so much and watching your parents and being part of that, helping with the sails you know, sitting watched, uh, you know, probably helping to plot courses and stuff. I mean, yeah. if you yourself jumped on a small boat, like a, you know, just a small dinghy with a sail, would you feel pretty good about being able to sail that thing around? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. um, it would be different from the big sailboat though, cause it's way smaller. Um, right. but yeah, I'd probably be able to. Yeah, cool. And so you're also making, you know, keeping yourselves busy doing cool stuff. You're making these really cool reusable bags. I mean, tell, tell oh, me about yeah. those. Yeah, before we left for Fiji, we figured we need something to shop with that was, like, not plastic because in Fiji they give out plastic bags for, like, 10 cents. But we didn't want to um, harm the environment in that way. So we, um, we, everyone, bought a, everyone bought fabrics that they thought looked well together, and we found a pattern and we made bags. It was fun. Oh, wow. So are you making those on the boat or you made those before you guys left to go out there? We made those before we left because there's not many good fabric shops. Like the fabrics in Fiji are nice, but you can't really find much that matches. Got it. Got it. And so have you been like uh, sharing those with some of the, the locals that you guys have, you know, you know um, encountered? Well, we really only made a few, so um, not really. Got it. Got it. But you guys have been really cool about like as you're growing and outgrowing your clothes and you also brought a bunch of stuff out there to share yeah. with the local islanders. So you've been kind of, you know, sharing almost like, you know, giving to the goodwill here, donating clothes to the locals. So how is that? I mean, when you roll into a village, the people you've never met and you have stuff for them that, you know, you guys don't use anymore. I mean, what's that like? How are they really appreciative? Yeah. Well, before we leave for any um, outer islands, we always buy a whole bunch of school supplies pens, crayons, coloring books, stuff like that. And then we have all the clothes, like you said, that don't fit us. Um, we always, like, me and my mom and my sister will all walk to the school and give them all the school supplies. And then if we get close with the family, we'll give them, like, clothes and stuff or books that we have that we've already read, stuff like that. It's really nice. So their, re- their reaction is really just a bunch of smiles, and they're really stoked. Yeah, always. Oh, wow, that's really, really cool. So what do you have, like, a favorite story or a favorite, you know, I guess – 
time you hung out with a bunch of local kids on, on one of the islands that you can you can remember? Yeah, well, one time we went to school in one of the islands for a day. Uh, we got there, and in the morning they ha- like they ha- they make you brush your teeth three times a day at school, like every time wow. you eat. So that's really interesting. Um, we got there, and they do this, and they sing in the morning, and their voices all mixed together. It's so beautiful. So then after that, you'd go to class, and um, you'd sit. At, you'd sit. It's kind of it's kind of almost like school at home. Like you sit in a desk, a group of desks, and the teacher will talk about something, and then they'll give you a worksheet or something. Uh, it was really a nice day. Oh, that's very cool. That's like something you'll remember forever and ever. Yeah, totally. Right on. So after all these different places you've been, all the islands and et cetera, do you have one island that if you could pick to go back to, it would be your favorite one to do so? Oh, that's another hard one. Uh, probably, <laughs> Nam- yeah, probably Namotu because there's all this like diving and fishing, uh, snorkeling, surfing, all kinds of stuff around there. Yeah, nice, nice. Cool, Malia. Well, hey, I got three kind of last-minute questions here at the very end here. Okay. Um, the first is this. So what is the one food that you crave the most that is Ooh. really, really hard to get, if not impossible to get, like, in the islands? Okay, that's a hard one. Let me think for a second. Well, um, probably, like, see, what is there at home that we can't get here food-wise? <laughs> Well, there's the not... pizza, is it like burritos, or I don't yeah. know what, man, it could be anything. <laughs> um, in Fiji, there wasn't much. Here in New Zealand, it's really similar to back at home, but Fiji. Probably like... Yeah, that's all right. You don't have to have an answer for yeah, it. Yeah, I have no idea. Now, yeah, no, it's cool, because now that you're in New Zealand, and like you said, you get a lot of everything that we have here in Santa Cruz, you know, so but I bet when you're back in Fiji, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I really miss tacos or whatever you know so okay no worries on that one okay so second question if you had to choose would you rather do like a a long passage that was super boring or would you rather wait in a harbor kind of going nowhere tied up at the dock for multiple days which one would you rather do definitely a long passage that's kind of boring i don't like being tied up to a dock at a harbor it's like there's not much to do and it's always so hot uh there's usually no wind because you'll have like mountains on one side it's just not fun Got it, got it, got it. Cool, and the last one here is, what is the one chore that you wish that you never had to do again on the boat? Oh, hmm. probably doing the dishes. It's like, because we don't have a dishwasher, we have to do it all by hand. Um, yeah, it's not the best chore. <laughs> and you do, that, you do that every night or every meal? Yeah. Um, my, sister oh, wow. does it in, my sister does it in the morning, but I do it every night. Nice, nice. So you're like basically a professional at this point. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, cool, Malia. Well, I, it's been rads talking to you. Um... When we come back, we hear from nine-year-old Isla Cooper about her passion for being underwater, shortboarding, and visiting Fijian villages. Stay with us. Plastic, trash, Two of my least favorite words to say when we're talking about the ocean. The Cooper girls agree and spend time during their trip to the South Pacific collecting garbage anywhere, anytime they can. And all of us should do the same to keep our oceans beautiful, whether on a beach, on a boat, or along a river or waterway. And just like Malia and Isla shopping in Fiji, let's bring reusable bags for our groceries and say no thanks to plastic. Just imagine how much more clean the ocean would be if we all made these two things part of our daily lives. Now, back to the Cooper girls. Good. 
good. Hey, I saw this rad picture of you and your dad holding a big old kingfish pretty recently. Yeah, that, um, that was actually the only kingfish I've ever caught. That was cool. Talk about that. I mean, was it? did you reel that thing in yourself? No, because my my dad got the got to the pole first, and um, and I grabbed the gaff, and we kind of brought it and got it on the boat together. Very cool. And uh, you guys have been catching a bunch of those out there in New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah, my mom's caught one. My dad's caught one alone. They've both caught one alone. My mom definitely has caught the biggest kingfish we've ever seen. She came home when she was like look what I got. And, and we were like, <laughs> yeah, go mom. <laughs> nice. Your mom's crushing it. And how about you guys cook those things up? Cause they're really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. My dad like grills them a little grills them and then they make sushi with them too. Oh yeah. That is nice. Super duper nice. Yeah. So how about other fish? Have you caught, um, and on your trip so far, have you, have you caught any other fish? Yeah, well, uh, Malia and my mom and my dad, they've all caught mahi-mahi, and yep. we've caught groupers. Well, my mom and dad have caught groupers with their spear poles at the reefs in Fiji, which is really awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, super awesome, totally. And so, yeah, I've seen all these pictures of you just, like, being like a total fish yourself in the water. I mean, you're, like, you're down free diving. Like, you've just been in the water so much. So how is that, I mean the warm, clear water, you just loving to be under holding your breath. I mean, how is that for you? <laughs> well, since we started in America, the water's always so cold, so I don't really like diving there. But um, when we went to Fiji, I, Malia got a dive certification and I wanted to put uh, my heart and soul into something other than um, surfing. So I decided to pick up free diving and I started diving with my little fins down. And one day when we were with our um, other friend that was a kid boat, uh, they put a they put a weight down to 10 meters and I dove all the way down to that and came back up, which was pretty wow. hard for me because I couldn't hold my breath that long, but I did. And then since we came to New Zealand, my mom and dad, my mom and dad, they got me really big and I mean like up to my chest dive fins. So I can oh, dive cool. so deep with those. So it's real. It's been really fun, and free free diving has just been awesome. It's like flying in the ocean. It's like flying. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those new fins. I mean, so it's like just you just a little bit of a kick, and you just go so much faster. And so you're able to get down deeper, quicker, and basically yeah. spend more time underwater. Yeah. So fast. I can just go oh. bam, and then. I, I, I still have so much breath left that I can just like quickly float up or keep swimming around. Sometimes even grab some sand from the bottom. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. So after doing all this free diving and being underwater, I mean, what are the, the couple things that you've seen underwater that you remember the most, maybe an animal or a, a raw or, some, or coral or something? What, what have you <laughs> seen that just really stands out in your mind? Well, a lot of it is um, sometimes the sharks and the turtles. But also, just the um, the parrotfish. They're just so many different colors of blue and green and grays. Even it's just so pretty. And you you see turtles just gliding around, and then if they see you, they'll just skid off. But it's so pretty. Oh wow, that's so, so cool. 
Yeah. And then, so I've heard too that you, since you guys have been in New Zealand, you've been down diving, like looking for lobsters and scallops, and you're the first one to basically bring a scallop back up to the boat. So, and typically when you're doing that stuff, you know, you're you're down on the bottom, you're holding on to the rocks, you're creeping around, you're sticking your head in caves and stuff. And so, <laughs> how's that? I mean, do, do you like doing that? Just kind of getting wedged up into crevices and in caves, looking for things. Well, I don't really get wedged up into that crevices, but. I do dive, well, my dad dives down sometimes for or my mom dives down, and, and they, like, see the lobster sponge, and then me and Malia dive down, and we either try to go shoot them, or we let our mom and dad do them because they're so far in. Um, usually when we're diving for scallops, it's just, like, sand bottom, and the time that I found a scallop, we just kind of hopped into the water to try to look for them, but then we decided to go to the beach, just me, Malia, and our friend Sydney. Um, we just went into the beach, did a little walk, and then... We went back out to the boat, but we did all around the boat, so far off the boat, it was insane that, because on the way back out, I found the scallop, because it was just, look, it looked like the sand, so all I could see was its little outline. Nice, good eyes, like you, yeah, that's very cool to see that, yeah. it's hard to do. Yeah. So, how about the first time that you were in the water, swimming around, and you saw a shark, what was that like? Well, that was probably in Falanga. Because the pass was full of them. And I mean, so many. So Really? The first time that we saw a shark, we were swimming around. And my dad was with this other guy. I don't forget his name. But they were spearfishing with like 10, 20 sharks around him, which was insane. And then he shot a shark. And then um, I saw it and I was like, whoa. Because it started coming at my dad and this other guy and started coming towards the dinghy. And so we all hopped up on the dinghy. It was so scary just to see a shark just, bam, just like all in action. It was kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. And so since then, you've seen like, you've seen them a bunch of different times as well. So are you getting more comfortable uh, being in the water when they're around? Yeah, I love sharks because there's so many different species and they're really cool. So yeah, I've gotten a lot more comfortable in the water with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's super cool. So how about then, like, you mentioned that, you know, you, you do surf and it's fun, but you kind of put your heart and soul into free diving. But there are times when you guys are in places where, you know, it's there's no diving and you're surfing. So And you like to shortboard. So talk about that. I mean, how, ha, how has your kind of confidence or just, just the amount of fun you have in the water surfing, how has that been different over the past year or so since you guys have been on your trip? Still in America? I don't usually surf the lane, but I surf cowls. I've gone out to the pass in the lane, but I didn't really surf at all. So, um, in cow at cowls, I like every, I started on a, um, a foamy. I think a lot of us did, and so I started on a foamy. But then when we went on our trip, I was like, my dad got me, or we all well, we had it for a long time. But I got a stretch, which was a eight, seven, six. And cool. And I really liked it, so I rode it for about two, three months, maybe the whole time we were in Fiji, which was nine months. <laughs> but when we <laughs> came to New Zealand, I, w I wanted to step down onto some shorter boards, so I did my dad's board, which what is a... 6-0, and then my sister's board, which is the shortest board we have, 
is a 5.7, so I've been riding that a lot now. Nice. Very cool. So you got like a bunch of different boards you can jump on to, to have fun with. Yeah. I love spending time in the water. It's so much fun just riding on a wave. Oh, yeah, it's like the best. Totally agree with you there. You guys have also, as I was chatting with your sister, like as you, you, you're cruising through the Fijian Islands and you're, you're cruising to a new island, to a new village, and a lot of times you guys will roll in and you'll have you know, stuff to share with, with the villagers, whether it's school supplies or old clothes, et cetera. So how is that? I mean, go, rolling in, is it pretty neat to see these villagers um, who don't have a lot, you know? Uh, they have beautiful, you know, paradise around them, but a lot of stuff that we have, they don't. So what is that like when you roll in and you have stuff for them and then they, you know, give you, give you stuff as well? So when we first roll in, the kids are so excited to see us. So they call Yachty's uh, Palongis. So they're like, Palongis, Palongis. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because you go in and they're like so excited to see somebody else other than everybody else in their village. So when you're rolling on their dinghy, they'll help you um, pull the dinghy up on shore, and then they'll just want to hold your hand. It's really nice. You'll technically go to the chief and do like a sevu sevu ceremony where they give you kava, which my sister and my mom and dad have only drank, and I don't really like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then we'll do the sevu 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 ceremony and ask to use their waters and their land, and then they'll say yes and then you can go give school supplies out to the schools and then sometimes we buy massive bags of lollipops and we bring in a little container of them and these kids have like a little store there but we give them like this out these little lollipops and it's nice because they're so happy to spend time with other people (laughs) Yeah, no, that's very cool. And you guys also got to do a day of school at one of the villages. Yeah. At first, they um, kind of, they brush their teeth like five times a day after every meal and, (laughs) or before school. (laughs) And so first, I guess you go there and you brush your teeth. (laughs) And then (laughs) they all sing like a morning song for school, but outside. And it was so hot for me that when they were singing, I started getting really hot. And then it started getting hotter and hotter. And my mom was videoing. She was like, what's wrong with Isla? Because I was like, (laughs) and it was so hot. So I almost fell over. But then my dad came, picked me up, carried me into the school building and and gave me some water. And then I felt better. And then I did the rest of the day of school. And it actually turned turned to be pretty fun at school yeah oh yeah that's cool that sounds like a lot of fun that's like an experience that you know very few people get to do that's something that you'll remember like forever and ever yeah it was really cool because the day before we went to a little feast with the village and a lot of the kids that were at the feast they went to that same school so I kind of knew them and I kind of had some friends when I went to school it was really cool because all the girls kind of played like hoop ball I guess is what they call it and so they all invited me over to play games with them and soccer and run around they actually really liked doing like little cartwheels and that's it like (laughs) cool cool. that sounds yeah that's so much fun that's so cool so of all the different islands islands you've been to is there one that's uh your favorite that is very hard so (laughs) some of my favorite islands 
in Fiji were maybe Banga and Falanga because they both had really pretty waters. Banga did have a resort, but there was so much beautiful stuff there. And Falanga, like I said, had so many sharks, which is where I kind of saw my first shark in the water, underwater, which was really, really, really cool. But also there they had the most amazing beaches I've ever seen. Some of the most amazing beaches I've ever seen. Because you could just go up a tree and collect a coconut, which was really fun because you just had to scrape off the top, drink out of it, and then you could cut it in half and scrape out the meat, which was really um, yummy. <laughs> oh, that is very cool. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You've been in this warm water for over a year now. Do you, do you miss the cold Santa Cruz water at all? Well, since we're in New Zealand, the water is kind of cold. But, yes, I do yep. miss the Santa Cruz waters because, I don't know, I guess I just like sometimes swimming in really cold water. But it sometimes, it sometimes isn't fun because when you're surfing and you want to stay out for a while, you just – you want to have warmer water because you just want to be able to stay in there for forever, but you just get so cold that you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, that's very, very, very cool. All right, so Isla, I got three questions to ask you here at the very end. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I'm ready. Okay, first one. Who snores the loudest on the boat? <laughs> my dad. Definitely <laughs> my dad. I knew it. I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> All right. Second question. Uh, would you rather surf, surf perfect waves or dive in like perfect water? Wow. That might be one of the hardest questions I've ever answered. Well, I like surfing because you go on a wave and it feels like you're one with the water. Then diving is like flying, but you're in the water and you can see so much stuff. But I think I might prefer a perfect wave. Got it. Got it. Have you uh, seen that perfect wave? Is there a spot that you guys have been to that kind of is that perfect wave for you? Well, I have two spots. Um, one in New Zealand, which this one day at Sandy Bay, it was perfect. Barely any wind, small wave, and it was just the funnest because we were camping right there and we surfed um, right before we went to bed. And early early in the morning which was really 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 awesome and then so i really like sandy bay but then in fiji one of my favorite breaks in fiji was oh one of the perfect wave breaks in fiji was uh taveral rights because it was a nice reef break and the waves were small and i could just paddle into one and glide down you could actually see the corals and fish swimming under you when you're riding the wave. And it's really cool because you could just ride it and then go off to the side and paddle right out in the path. You don't even have to, like, um, turtle dive or duck dive waves. Oh, that's so cool. How neat is it, like, when you're ride, surfing on a wave and you're looking beneath you and you see all the colors of the coral and you see fish, like, darting around under your board? It's like, it's like magic. It is magic. It's so amazing. I oh, love it. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I bet. All right, last question. All right, if there's one thing you could do on the rest of your trip, one thing, if you could do anything, one thing, what would it be? Since I've already um, been to Fiji, and since I'm living on a boat, 
is I would probably <laughs> that might would it be uh like ride on a dolphin, hold on to a dolphin's fin. Would it be get a perfect barrel? Like, what would you? What do you I think? know, technically, be Poseidon and ride in a conch shell with um seahorse <laughs> and um dolphins dragging you, and you could just be underwater and sing all that the turtles awesome. like free diving, but in um. But in like a Nautilus comp shell. <laughs> That's an awesome. If I if I could choose one thing, I would do that too. Actually, that is such a cool cool answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isla. Well, hey, thank you. This has been tons of fun, and I'm glad you guys are having such a rad time out there. Um... Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Listen to this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, I'd love if you went to Spotify and hit me with a follow there. Uh, told a friend and decided to support the podcast ongoing. Could go to check us out at patreon.com slash this ocean life podcast, where for less than the cost of a cup of Starbucks coffee, you can help grow the podcast over time. Thanks again, you all. Hope you're getting out in the water and we will see you next time.